Welcome back to episode 42. Uh, I'm your host, Wacky Throbinson, and with me as always is my co-host, Flacido Domingo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Placido Domingo, but flaccid. Flacido Domingo. <laughs> I Often, often I am flaccid, so that, that would suit yeah, me well. But not right now. I, You know, all the time. <laughs> I don't know what an erection is. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That's a sad start to the podcast. Enough about the penis talk. You get that enough. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Episode uh, forty-two. Welcome back. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, um, and we were talking about the podcast. They are a listener, oh, and okay. we were talking about well, thank you for listening. A conversation that we had. And the conver- we were like kind of like debating what we talked about, what you and me talked about, and then just mm-hmm. like uh, like it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just like, we have the dumbest fucking podcast. Like why? <laughs> like yep. the the fact that we talked about I don't even remember what it was. That that's the I think it was the flannel thing. Well, Garrett brought up the flannel oh, thing yeah, too, yeah. and it's just like they, we have the dumbest fucking podcast. Like the fact that that was right, a moment. Right. In an episode. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I was visiting my parents yesterday, and my mom was like, oh, I haven't listened to the podcast in a while. I'll have to get caught up. And my dad was like, no, you don't. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Fucking your dad just roasting us. Yeah, he he, don't, he roasted me bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I I think we're under we're under no illusion that it's good. Right. But I, I think it's... I think it's <laughs> Because I, what I don't like about normal podcasts is they have that podcast vibe, mm-hmm. yeah. where they kind of do it like radio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You know, like how they start off every like podcast with like an intro song and then give each other nicknames. And... <laughs> well, they don't. They don't. <laughs> like do what that. I just did. <laughs> That's the thing. They don't do shit like that. So I, I don't know. Right. I want to be like the, the one thing I like about our podcast is we don't have ads. Um, That's also true. Every time I listen to a podcast with ads, it's so annoying because it's like, oh, every ten minutes I gotta flip through this. Like, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> For now, until we get. <laughs> Until we get some ads, we're we're, we're good. yeah. I mean, hey, if I was getting paid to read something, you better believe we'd fucking we would have quite a few ad rolls. I would sell out in a minute, but just nobody wants us to. Yeah, talk about their product. No, no brand will ever support <laughs> us with the things no. we talk about. No, no. <laughs> Not until PBR st- starts getting into the uh, the podcast game. P- PBR, Brian Geis, and Guinness are about our only options. Yeah, pretty at much. this point. Um, all right. Well, speaking of beer, Mitch, let's get into it. Uh, let's do the undisputed favorite part of the podcast. What you drinking? I am drinking. It is a another Bell's Brewery. Um, it is called This One Goes to Eleven Ale. Ooh, a little um, Spinal Tap reference. An, yeah, a little Spinal Tap reference. It is an Imperial Red IPA. Um, with an alcohol percentage of 11, which is why they named it This One Goes to ah. Eleven. So, uh, it's a very strong beer. <laughs> uh, let me try it out. Yeah, give it a give it a good swig. 
I also have the description pulled up on their website just because I love making fun of stupid yeah, uh, marketing. Uh, so this one, oh, it also has eleven different types of malt, eleven different hop varietals. Uh, when you get, it says, uh, when you get to batch ten thousand, where can you go? You go one louder. <laughs> <laughs> Our first batch of this beer debuted in 2012. The label may look a little louder, but the recipe still embraces the same bold citrus and pine hop notes, finding balance with a robust, sweet, and toasted malt backbone. Double dry hopped. Louder. It. So. <laughs> I, I think that's the thing with those, right? They don't mean anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, they're trying, but it's it really is a lot of buzzwords. Well, how is it? It's 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 really good. Yeah, it's a red ale, uh, oh, which I always yeah. like. Red, I, yeah, I, I like red ales, um, and uh, it's an imperial IPA as well. So um, for some reason, I, I like those. They're just incredibly strong and challenging. I think I like imperial IPAs a little bit more than normal IPAs because you're right. If I'm drinking an imperial IPA, I'm just gonna get drunk. Exactly. So I don't yeah, really I'm gonna care. get. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be drunk here in about twenty minutes, so that's not gonna be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's one of those today. Um, right, yeah. Especially since we have such serious topics to discuss today. Oh, so right, that's it's right. Pretty bad. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah, so what about you? you what have you? What are you drinking? I on? could not be drinking anything more different. <laughs> okay. Because once again, I went to the gas station, I looked for the cheapest goddamn thing I could find, and I found a beer for a dollar. Oh, God. <laughs> It's called. Is it, does it just say beer on it? It's called Sparks. <laughs> what? That looks like an energy drink, right? And are you sure it's not like a four? Well, here's why I bought it. Right, is because I was looking at it and it was in the beer section. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I looked at the side, and on the side it says contains alcohol. Which, if it says that <laughs> on the side of a can, you know that it really it's bad because it yeah <laughs> clearly is being marketed in a way that makes people think it doesn't have alcohol in it right but then legally they have to put that <laughs> bro this, literally the ingredients are on under the logo and it says premium malt beverage with natural flavors certified color and fd and c yellow number five <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know what this a lot is of, uh, yeah a lot of red dyes in there, though. Yeah, but it's a, it is six percent alcohol, okay. and it was a dollar <laughs> for a pint. Yeah, that's got to be. Oh, that's, I can't imagine that being good, but let's try it out. Oh, why does it look like piss? Why <laughs> did they do that? Oh, dude, <laughs> oh, no. this is orange, son. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, that's all the red and yellow dyes. Oh, what is this, dude? Does it have, like, fake orange flavoring in there, oh, too? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't have any more info. <laughs> it just says flavored ale. <laughs> that can't be good, man. <laughs> Bro, that does not look like beer. <laughs> not at it all. It doesn't even have a head. It's gone. It's like a pop. No, there's no head. Oh shit! Oh, that tastes like cough syrup, bro. It's a strong reaction. Oh, what is that, bro? It smells worse than it tastes. Uh, oh, what is that, dude? What is this? That's what you get for buying a beer for a dollar. 
It okay. Here's the thing. Or not even beer. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's bad. It's not terrible though. It's just I don't know what flavor I'm supposed to be drinking, and it's freaking yeah. me out. <laughs> so it doesn't taste like a beer though. No, no. This tastes like an energy drink, <laughs> like straight up. It, okay. It, it kind of has an orange kind of flavor. It kind of tastes mm-hmm. like orange Fanta. Okay, gotcha. That's about where I'm at with Sounds it. Sounds gross. It smells. So it's got to be something more akin to like Four loco, but like not as much alcohol and just bad. Right. This would be like if Four Locos <laughs> were actually kind of made like a beer. Like, you know, this is a pint okay. can, so it's like, you know, you, you crack this open and, and drink a beer. Uh, whereas like, <laughs> yeah. you know, drinking a whole Four loco is, is rough. Um, yeah right <laughs> when you um when you went to go buy that at the gas station did the guy just look at you and be like we don't accept food stamps bro? <laughs> like, no i've got i've got cash no we don't get out of here <laughs> um there was a little bit of like he couldn't find the barcode on the can which for my time in retail tells me automatically that nobody buys these nobody buys that yeah <laughs> there were other flavors man i think i'm about to go the gauntlet on them because this is weird i this is like the one of the few times where i'm like god i wish we were in the same room because i want you to try this so bad dude yeah oh my god dude uh so while we um drink our beers um let's talk about this yesterday was the first game of the xfl season oh yeah did you happen to watch any of the games so i watched some of them i didn't watch a whole game um, mm-hmm. But I definitely would tune in and check it out and watch some plays. And yeah. Here's one thing I'll tell you: uh, it was kind of indistinguishable at times. Like it was mm-hmm. just more football. Yeah. Right. You know, it wasn't arena football. So. It was, you know, it was like actual football. You know, with some rule changes. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, what are the like the main rule changes that they that you noticed? Because I didn't. I, I watched like maybe ten seconds of it while. My dad was flipping through channels. <laughs> um, well, the biggest one is so the kickoffs are completely different. So the kickoffs, everybody lines up on like the thirty-five of the receiving team. Mm-hmm. So they literally all line up, stand there. The kicker kicks the ball, and then as soon as the receiver uh, or the returner catches that ball, then they just right into each other. Yeah. But the okay. whole point they're doing that to stop the, you know, the running. Right, to right. to help reduce injuries because the kickoff is one of the biggest injury prone, you know, sure, special yeah. teams. Uh, yeah. Really bad for injuries. Uh, then the yeah. overtime completely different. I barely understand it. Right. Okay. Completely different. They, I, from what I recall, if if a game goes to overtime, they line up on the five, and you get like three. I think you get five plays. It's like a shootout in hockey, basically. You get five uh, okay. plays, you try to score as many times, then the other team does it, and then they get five plays. Whoever scores the most wins. That's kind of awesome. I love and that. And they got they don't have an extra yeah. point anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, well, they basically got rid of the extra point, and basically you can do a one, two, or three-point conversion, I believe. What's a three-point conversion? I don't know. That's what I don't remember. Like I haven't, <laughs> okay, I haven't okay. seen it. I didn't watch a full game. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. try to watch the uh, Battlehawks game today. 
Yeah. Oh, that's today. Okay, cool. So the Battlehawks is your team, right? That's the team you. That's went who with. I'm going with. Who did you? Didn't you pick the the Houston Roughnecks that played? Yes, I did. I picked the Houston Roughnecks. They played yesterday and defeated the LA Wildcats 37 to 17. So I, my team is undefeated. Dave. Yeah, they kind of blew them <laughs> out too. Well, yeah. so I got I got curious, so I started watching I started watching some YouTube videos of the Battlehawks and like. I'm kind of already invested a little bit. Like I'm kind of hyped yeah, because okay. they there was this one up one uh, YouTube thing I saw where they were talking to the punter. That's another thing. Punters they can't. You know how you can like punt it out of bounds and then that's where it goes. Mm-hmm. So you can like cough and yeah. punt on like the one yard line. Yeah. Well, if it goes out of bounds now, if it goes out of bounds at all, thirty five yard line. Oh wow! So the, the okay. only way you can quote unquote coffin punt is to let the ball like actually drop and roll and stop. Yeah. So you can't okay. kick a punt out of bounds. So he was he was practicing different punt techniques. I, I I'm excited. Um, from what I've heard, it they weren't it wasn't bad. Like like nobody had like a lot of big complaints about the XFL I guess so far. But mm-hmm. you know there's only been like two games so. Yes. Wait, real quick though, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, we yeah we should we yeah, we should talk about the Super Bowl. You were kind of close I, in like I was in guessing the score. I was pretty close because I I don't remember what I guessed. I believe I said twenty seven to nineteen, something like that. I wrote it down, but it's long gone. And I think it ended <laughs> up being like thirty one to like twenty one. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me. I think. I think you're right. I'll just look it up real quick. I. I was. I didn't guess it right. Oh, it was twenty to thirty-one. That's why I was close because I said twenty-seven. So I was four points off on the Chiefs and one point off on the Niners. Yeah. Right. And I was also kind of close too. I was only like four points off on the Chiefs, but like seven points off by the Niners. Yeah. So. I yeah you you win the spread. <laughs> I had like a five point spread, which right, I felt like right. was pretty decent. <laughs> like I was impressed. That's pretty decent considering yeah, like we said, not watching really a minute of actual football. Year, I didn't watch. You guessed it within five points. Yeah, I didn't watch any of them. Um, <laughs> right. So I was I was pretty surprised. But yeah, no, that right. was crazy. Other than that, yeah, but we did both guess the winner, so that's kind of awesome. We did both pick, yeah, the pick the yeah. Chiefs, and it and it made sense once I watched the Super Bowl because like it w- So I thought it was a pretty decent game. It was fun to watch. Two young quarterbacks were out there. Neither one of them yeah. played well at first, really at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of surprised, but um, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch much of the game. I watched. I, I watched probably like. A, a quarter and a half uh, because I was actually Sunday night I was going back and forth between the Super Bowl and Fast and Furious 2 preparing for an upcoming podcast oh I see um, and so whenever Fast and Furious got kind of like slow I was like yeah hey, let's see how the Super Bowl's doing so <laughs> but that's for another day <laughs> no I get that um, uh, yeah no I thought it was a pretty decent game other than that I mean what it who cares like the commercials weren't eh. um yeah right there were some strong female empowering commercials which i think were important um i just other than that i mean i don't know i don't care i don't have any strong opinions the halftime show was actually not bad 
I was, yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly, I liked it. I thought it was pretty decent. I don't mind seeing Shakira do anything. Um, <laughs> same with J-Lo. Pretty much same with J-Lo. Um, I was confused yeah. if Shakira did a, like 20 different songs or one really long song because all of her music <laughs> sounds the same, so right. I had no idea. Yeah, um, right, right. <laughs> other than that, all the like backlash from it and all that bullshit is just noise, so I don't even really want to bring it up. Yeah. But yeah. Other than that, that was Super Bowl. I just wanted to brag about how I had like a five point spread on that game. Yeah, um, you nailed it. <laughs> I should have bet. I should have put money down. Really, in <laughs> hindsight. Yeah. Could have made yeah. some coin, baby. Yeah, for sure. Is, is that how spreads work? I don't actually know. Um, I if should, it is, I don't gamble right much. On. <laughs> yeah, I don't really gamble, so I don't know how a point spread works. But that would make sense, right? Because you're covering the spread. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm skeptical. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to gamble. We should look it up and just become really into gambling. That could be our yeah, next podcast. Should, yeah, just a just a gambling <laughs> gambling podcast where we you see our lives decline. Right. Well, I had to sell we, my MacBook, so no more podcast. <laughs> yeah, we we sell our equipment. We're like doing it on cassette. Right. We're selling cassettes of the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Anyway, all right. Let's get into the lightning round. Question number one. <laughs> Would you rather live without music or without video games? Damn. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I would probably have to pick video games because as much as I love them and they are they're my main hobby... Um, Weirdly enough, I don't get to play them as much as I want to anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already don't game as much as I want to. Uh, and like I said, as much as... I, now, do I get to keep all the memories of games I've already played? Sure. Why not? Okay. Um, <laughs> in that case, yeah, that's pretty easy. I would say video games. Wait. Wh- yeah, I will get. I will live without video games. Okay. Yeah, that's a good answer. I kind of expected it to go that way. It is a tough call, though. Um, mine obviously is video games because I don't play them that much. But let's say, right. let's for the sake of argument, change mine to like movies um, because mm. I I spend way more time watching movies than playing video games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I would have the same answer. I would. I would rather live without movies. I think I think it's just because music can be that source of entertainment because it's so huge. Right. And trick question, I'll just listen to video game music close enough. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's the old no, Tetris I, theme. <laughs> it, right. I know, I just think like music is definitely more important and definitely just has more of a of a it's always there through every season. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. don't listen to music. Nine right. times out of ten, I go back and listen to albums that I've listened to for twenty years. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I yeah. That that's a good question. That's interesting. I did have cool. to think about it for yeah. a minute. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Um. Question number two. Um. We've talked about like our dream jobs before on the podcast a few episodes ago. I want to ask a similar question. What job would you be terrible at? Oh man, really any of them. I'm pretty bad at most. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, yeah, I think I have the same answer. Most jobs I suck at. I actually oh man. 
I have thought about this before, and I had a certain job picked out, but now I'm not sure. I think I would be a really, really bad teacher. Yeah. And the reason I say that is I have no tolerance for bullshit, and yeah. I just would slap the shit out of a kid. Yeah. No, I've, I'm the same way. I'm not very good with kids as it is. Like, I'm I don't, not either. I, do, I don't really know how to talk to them. Like, you guys seeing the latest TikTok? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'm like... What? Yeah, and then, see, I did, but I'm on the other way. Like, I do, I go into like the dad joke mode. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm rolling up there, like, you're like, whoa. Uh, you know, like, I'm and, doing the whoa and shit. Right. Like, and I'm not around kids enough that I can't help myself from making like inappropriate jokes. So, like, I that would. too, I cuss a lot. <laughs> I cuss way too much to be around kids all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a when I when I hang when I hang out with my friends who do have children, I really have to be mindful. But I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah. just every now and then just like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. They're like Eli. They, I'm like, you're not even being subtle, man. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I say teacher too because my best friend is a teacher. Yeah, and we talk about it a lot. And he, I mean, he is a great teacher. I mean, granted, I haven't been in his class, but he seems like a great <laughs> teacher. Um. God, I just slapped shit out of them kids. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, me too. Because I'd be like, if your parents slapped shit out of you, you wouldn't be fucking talking to me that way. So I'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they don't get paid way. Is yeah, they don't get paid enough to do we, what they yeah, do. Yeah, I just had a giant conversation with him about that because um, he's because technically he's considered a public servant, mm-hmm. which yeah. is fair, but also kind of bullshit because schools don't really. It, it doesn't matter. But yeah, no, we, yeah, I, I agree. So yeah, I don't think I could be a teacher. I, th- I think I would freak out um, and just slap the shit out of a kid um, and not really feel bad about it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I think, I think I have the same answer. Um, all right. Question three. If you could know the answer to one unsolved mystery, which one would you pick? JFK. JFK, that's such a good one. I think I know the answer. Yeah? <laughs> Do you want to get into it? <laughs> I, I can a little bit. I think we may have talked about it before. So essentially, Lee... So essentially, my theory, and one of the prominent... It's not a conspiracy theory, because there's no... Well, I guess it kind of is. There is a conspiracy to it. Basically, Lee Harvey Oswald was there. He was shooting at the president. He did not hit the president. Okay? What happened was... All the Secret Service guys were out the night before drinking, and they went and were all hung over during this mo- the motorcade. And there was a younger guy who was kind of like a like a rook, like a rookie on the Secret Service. And when the first shot rang, when he went to stand up, his gun went off and shot the president. You think it was an accident? I think it was an accident. I don't think Lee wow. Harvey Oswald made the shot. Hmm. Um, I don't think the trajectory of the bullet made sense for JFK's wounds. And this was all propagated by a ballistics expert who was actually hired to investigate it. And basically they thought he was, you know, they were basically like, okay, well, nope, that's not what happened. You know, fuck off. Yeah. right. And was basically excluded from the Warren commission. And he spent the rest of his life like dedicated to trying to solve that and show why it happened. Yeah. Right. To me, Every argument he made was logical and not based on like some weird 
it, it didn't feel as cons- the only conspiracy theory is that the government didn't want to say one of our secret service members accidentally shot the president because that would be fucking insane right right <laughs> and i think that's pretty sensical that's not like you know what i mean that's not like my moon landing bullshit right you know where right. that is that is <laughs> far-fetched i get it but i still believe it but that one was very logical and concise, which makes me kind of believe that. Lo- because the biggest thing to me comes down to Lee Harvey Oswald couldn't have made the shot. He had no training. He had no reason. And people who have tried to recreate that shot, it's fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like trained marksmen have to do it in numerous tries. They have not done it on the first try. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. So I just, I just don't, I don't think that he could have made the shot. Yeah, okay. I think that it was Lee Harvey Oswald. That being said, I haven't done near as much research as you have. Uh, most of the research that I've done is based off of the fictional TV show 112263, the uh, uh, Hulu original featuring James Franco. <laughs> That's a fucking rad show. <laughs> that I is a good show. <laughs> forgot that show existed. It is great. Yep. Um, super, super sad ending, but yep. super good. Right. Super right. good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that show. That was oh a really good God. TV show. God, that was a fucking great show. Yeah. God, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> but, that's fair. But yeah, that being said, that's that's all I know about it. And I'm, I'm hoping that they're staying kind of true to the story because that's what I'm basing all of my beliefs off of, so... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I, it was it was pretty historically accurate in yeah. a lot of ways. Okay, well that's good. To um, me, it only strengthens my argument, but <laughs> we'll see one day. Okay, all right. Um, I think mine would have to be, um, well, I don't know if it's like more of an unsolved mystery, but it's kind of like just a legend. Um, I want to know like about aliens. Like I want to know that there's other life forms out there. Um, and like where, what are they like? What are they doing? Um, yeah, I just, I just really want to know. No, I think that's a good one. I think it's a big one. Like, I think like a, like a weirdly easy one to be like. Is there a God? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but that kind of almost defeats the point of religion at that point anyways. Yeah. If you knew the answer, it's not really faith. Is yeah, it? that's no, that's a really good point. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird paradox. I like the alien one. Because um, you're right. If we knew that, then that would totally change our scope of mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. You know, and in, in, in humanity. So that would be a really big one. Um, I like that one. I like JFK. Uh, I do kind of want to know about like, like Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know, you know, like and like the L like Chupacabra. Like I just want <laughs> right. to know. You know, yeah, I just want to sure. know. Yeah, yeah. No, that may. Yeah, no. The, those those are all really good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Got nothing else on that. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, that is interesting, but I, I do like the alien one. I think I would really like to know the alien one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with JFK, but... Because I almost want to say 9-11, yeah, but I don't think a, I want to know the... I don't think I want to know the truth about 9-11. Yeah. Well, I think, not, the, I, I think the fact that you just said that means you kind of already know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Bush did 9-11. Right. Um, <laughs> 
I don't, Epstein. Epstein did 9-11. Epstein. Yeah. There's definitely questions about 9-11. <laughs> right. I don't I don't think it's clear cut. That's all I'll say. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying it's an inside job. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's not as cut and dry as we think it is. Oh, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not right. making any statements, but <laughs> No, me neither, because I, I, I will definitely say I don't think there's reason to, because that is a fucking terrible thing that happened in mm-hmm. our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't, th- I don't think there's really a need to. Yeah. But yeah, but God, I want to know. <laughs> I, I w- there's definitely some questions I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, God, this is fucking bad, Mitch. This is, this tastes more and more like cough syrup. Yeah. And that's I not good. I, I imagine drunk. it's getting warmer too. So that's not good. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that. That is, you know, when something's shitty, the warmer it gets, the worse it gets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, if you want, you can go swap it out for a Guinness. We can take a break. I can entertain the people. Oh, I got a Millie Light right <laughs> oh, here. Oh, good. So. I'm back up. Good, good. <laughs> so that's next. All right, Mitch. Let's get into it for this bullshit ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The meat and potatoes while we're here. Um, so speaking of unsolved mysteries and mythical legendary folklore i wanted to talk to you today about one of my favorite conspiracy theories and my goal by the end of this is to get you to believe that edgar Allan poe was a time traveler i have have three pieces of evidence that will oh oh, fuck (laughs) three oh my god i know it yeah you know it's gonna change everything so i've heard this conspiracy theory a long time ago that edgar Allan poe was a time traveler and it's really kind of a fun one to look into um so (laughs) i don't necessarily believe it but i think it's really fun to explore so okay i get that exhibit a number one the narrative of arthur gordon pym of nantucket All right, so there was a book put out by Edgar Allan Poe in 1838 that basically tells the story of a ship that was lost at sea. So basically what happened was in this this book, the crew ran out of supplies and food, um, so they resorted to cannibalism. Okay. So they, in order to find out which one would be eaten, they drew straws. What happened in the book is a guy by the name of Richard Parker drew the shortest straw and had to be eaten. So okay. the crew ate this boy in order to survive, and that's pretty much the gist of the story. Fast forward to May 19th, 1884, 46 years after the story, there were four uh, sailors aboard the ship called the Mignonette, and they were lost at sea without food. Sound familiar? Um, <laughs> so they decided to eat the smallest one, which was a 17-year-old boy named Richard Parker. <laughs> yeah, do a spit take. I see you drinking that beer. Spit it out, <laughs> because that is insane. All right. that Okay, <laughs> I will say, I don't know if it's that whatever the fuck I just drank or not. Because <laughs> uh, I definitely got a buzz going. Um, I will say that is peculiar. That is I very, am, very peculiar. And I, I, I will tell you this. So... I, I, I wouldn't be sharing this if I didn't do like a decent amount of research um, because I originally saw this on Reddit and like most Reddit posts, I'm like, eh, okay, that's bullshit. But, you know, I actually did like look up on semi, you know, uh, semi reputable sources, mostly Wikipedia um, to prove that, you know, that actually did happen uh, because it was so long ago. Who really knows? But no, according to Wikipedia, that, you know, Mignonette story did actually happen. So 
And that's what I would say is just my question would be, you know, if if it can be confirmed that that happened and that the guy's name was Richard Parker, mm-hmm. um, uh, then that is impressive. That is, that is okay. That's something. <laughs> that's insane. Now, so are we are we debating this or what? Like, can I shoot holes in it? Yeah, go. Yeah, try. Yeah, go. Try to try to shoot holes in it. Try. Really, the biggest thing is that if you're trapped at sea and you run out of food, I mean, cannibalism, it's gonna it's gonna go down. Right. Yeah. And I, I'll no, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like, so that's a his, storytelling thing. His story wasn't super original because, like, you know, back in right. the fifteen to sixteen hundreds, like actual pirates, that's what they did. Like cannibalism, you know, it's 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 very unfortunate, but you have to do it. So it's not super unheard of. But... I don't know if you have. To. <laughs> okay, if you want to survive. But I don't think I'd want to survive. All right, Mitch. You and me trapped on desert island. We're out of food. <laughs> the only way we're getting out of it is one of us has to eat the other person. Yeah, that's. I'm that's not a gonna story. eat you. I'm not gonna eat you either. Yeah. So we're probably just gonna die. Right. Because I would volunteer it, to like chop off my leg, and then like we can you know we can survive off that for a while. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna you're you're gonna die. If you chop off your leg on a deserted island, you're going to die. Well, there was that other James Franco movie where he chopped off his arm and still lived. Well, that was only because he got <laughs> medical attention at a certain point. True that, true that. <laughs> but my whole my whole point being is like, and I, I've talked to different friends about this, my whole point being is like, if there is an actual way out, like, I would try to sacrifice myself. But if it comes down to, like, cannibalism, it's like... I guess if you would be willing to eat me, I would die so you can live. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I don't know if I would personally. But, but if like if we're both looking at each other, it's like, dude, I can't eat you. I can't eat you either. I mean, I'm so hungry. But how? What life? What would the life be after I ate my best friend? Yeah, that's so. Then uh... I would just be like, bro, let's go out on our terms. Let's just fucking die. Yeah, exactly. Blood oath. Blood oath. Yeah, let's <laughs> a just, suicide pact. Yeah, let's just go out super hard and just say fuck it because I don't want to eat you. Right, I don't right? want you. I don't want to eat you either. It's nothing personal, but yeah. No, I don't. I'm way too hairy to eat. I don't know why any <laughs> human would want to eat me. Um, okay. But anyways, yeah. Then then the biggest thing is just Richard Parker is not that insane of a name. It would be possible yeah. that 46 years later somebody named their kid coincidentally after that story just because it stuck out in their head. And then also, coincidentally, the same exact thing happened. But no, what I'm saying is that that could that multiple people could have done that. Yeah, right. You know um, what I'm saying? Also, like Richard, Richard, you're reading because that's how my name got picked. My parents, yeah. my parents did not have a name for me. They like, I think they had brought me home at one point because it was 1992, and I don't think they really followed any rules. <laughs> and they basically said like, we need to actually put a name on your child's birth certificate and literally they were reading the newspaper and saw the name eli and that's how they picked my name oh wow yeah so that's how much they were, loved me they didn't even have a name a, like a murderer <laughs> yeah yeah just literally i think it was a it was a high school soccer player who had done okay. good that year okay maybe if we'll name him this he'll be good at Woo! soccer that yeah right happen. Uh, also it's worth mentioning it doesn't really have anything to do with the story but um uh, I, I read the book life of pi in high school and um in that book there's it's a story of a boy lost at sea um with a tiger on board his uh his little boat and he names the tiger richard parker which i think is kind of fun um 
most likely after that story. <laughs> so, see, that's what I'm saying. That's my well, biggest thing. That is yeah. my biggest thing. <laughs> well, but I mean, obviously, like, the, there's too much coincidence. Like, I, I'm positive whoever wrote Life of Pi was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, choose this name based off of that fun Edgar Allan Poe story. How about this? Exhibit B. Number two. <laughs> well, how about this shit, motherfucker? <laughs> Let's see you fight your way out of this one. Uh, in 1848, a railroad worker named Phineas Gage suffered a brain injury after taking an iron spike through the skull. He survived, but his personality changed forever. Basically, this dude, um, after that happened, he became really violent with his friends and family. Uh, he started to molest children. So because of this, um, the medical community at the time began studying theories that the frontal lobe had played a part in your personality and decision-making abilities. Um, and before this happened in 1848, it was pretty much accepted that the physical layout of your brain didn't actually have anything to do with your personality. Except for Edgar Allan Poe, who understood that 50 years prior to this happening. In 1840... Um, well, that's not... Ex- oh, yes. So, so, so in 1840, eight years before that actually happened, um, Edgar Allan Poe wrote, wrote a story called The Businessman. It was about a guy that suffers a traumatic uh, head injury leading to a life of violent and sociopathic outbursts. They interviewed a neurologist named Eric Altschuler who wrote, there's a dozen symptoms and he knows every single one. That story has everything and we've hardly learned anything more. Um, which is kind of which which is kind of cool that... Um, Edgar Allan Poe basically predicted this whole theory that the, the 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 physical layout of your frontal lobe affects your personality. When before that, even like psychologists and medical doctors were like, "Nope, that's not true." So you're gonna bring Phineas Gage into this argument? Like I don't, like I don't fucking know. Oh, you? I am that very skeptical of the him molesting children thing. I'm very skeptical. You don't, you don't have Wikipedia. to quote your sources, boy. I saw it at uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, That's then, it. naturally. <laughs> um, I, I don't know about that part. I would like to see some tangible evidence and some peer-reviewed <laughs> sources about that. Um, no, that is actually super, super interesting. I See, my only thing with that, though, is I, if I recall correctly... Phineas Gage wasn't the the breakthrough of that. That theory existed before Phineas. Phineas was the only tangible evidence of that mm-hmm. happening. Phine- Phineas was the proof. Yeah, right. That's that's from my recollection. Yeah, so you're saying there there very well could have been like evidence that just wasn't widely accepted yet. Right. Until so him. yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry. So let me back it up. It's less of yeah, it from from what I can recall, which is not a lot, I do believe that they were chasing that carrot of we think <laughs> the brain has something to do with how we are. And they <laughs> yeah. were chasing that down but hadn't been able to have anything like Phineas Gage because it was so extreme. Yeah, right. And so insane. So when that happened, basically it became here. Here it is. Here's Phineas. He just proved everything we've talking about about the brain. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. what I would say. I, I think I'm going to kind of agree with you on that one because I'm not about to fight a psychology major. Well, um, I could be bullshit. <laughs> I just that's what I remember. Right. No, that 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 very well could be. Um, uh, which actually leads me to my third and final argument. Um, that Edgar Allan Poe predicted the Big Bang Theory a hundred years before modern science accepted it. So, in 18... That is a statement. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, in 1848, Edgar Allan Poe publishes a 150-page poem called Eureka, and it was a poem about the origin of the universe. In this poem, he describes uh, an expanding universe that began in one instantaneous flash derived from a single primordial particle. And so the funny thing about this was, so he wrote that poem about a year before he died. So most people at the time were like, yeah, that guy's insane. He's an old, you know, I, they, they, they wrote it off basically. It's like that dude's, yeah, that, that's, that's a madman. Well, right yeah, there. he was we're doing gonna... fucking opiates too. <laughs> oh, he yeah, was an yeah, opiate sure. addict and an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know that, but I didn't think it was pertinent to the story because it hurts my case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Forgive me. That was I intentionally left me. that part out. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, forgive me. You're Rude. right. Rude. How dare you, your... sir? <laughs> <laughs> that was very gentlemanly of you in a debate yeah. to disprove exactly. me. <laughs> so, fast forward to 1929. The astrophysicist Edwin Hubble he wrote a, uh, he wrote about the possibility of an expanding universe. He called the Big Bang, and there basically he found a whole lot of evidence that is way over my head that might suggest the Big Bang theory is possible. Um. And then that was kind of like they were working towards that. As you said, they were chasing that carrot for a while. And then it wasn't until 1964, actually, that physics, that physicists, uh, they discovered like basically bulletproof evidence called the CMB, the cosmic microwave backgrounds. Um, again, something that's way over my head, but it's basically right. proof that the big bang, that the big bang theory happened. Um, and that was right. 116 years after Edgar Allan Poe said that's you know how the the universe was created well um that one's pretty damning i don't have a good <laughs> counter argument like so like yeah. honestly the only the only counter argument is that yeah right before he died i believe he was addicted to opiates and he was an alcoholic mm-hmm. so clearly this guy was just like fucking dude what if bro what if like <laughs> just things exploded from nothing and then here we are <laughs> right, right and he's like <laughs> smoking a fucking hash pipe so yeah I mean, yeah yeah that but that's it that's like all i got like because i don't really have a good because that long before i don't i'm not even sure at that point in time that we thought the earth revolved around the sun yeah right could be. I'm not uh, sure. <laughs> that, that, I feel real stupid. That was in the 1800s. Well, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't have a good timeline for how we understood space in the fucking 17th century. Yeah, right, right. I haven't seen the Da Vinci Code, so I'm not positive. But... <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Da Vinci Code in a while, so I don't really remember how that worked. Um, down Dan Brown probably knows, but yeah, I mean, that's my whole thing. Is like I don't. I, I don't I don't feel like I have a good counter argument other than it's just him being really creative. 
Yeah, but, and I, I, I'll also supply you with a ca- another with a counter argument because I think this is similar to my point B. Like, okay, there could have been you know rumors that this was the case, and, I, and obviously Edgar Allan Poe was a really smart guy. He read so many books about like astronomy and you know kind of he could have very well pieced together the evidence that he read from these astronomy books and it was like oh well if this this and this then obviously this could be you know a possibility and then after hearing that you know the astronomers was like well actually he brings up a good point so even though he was like a regular ass common man that knew nothing about um astronomy in terms of like physics he you know, piece together that that, you know, very, could could be. And then I, I, I can't imagine that he was the very first person to bring up the idea of the Big Bang Theory. Um, but um, he, he was pretty much the first person to, like, write about it. But. Right. So you kind of have to get into that idea of, like, parallel thought because creativity yeah. and, and, and things are very touchy. Um, because it, it kind of, I think a good example, well, wait, real quick, I was going to say astronomy is bullshit, but I was going to say, wait a minute, <laughs> astronomy is not bullshit, astrology, astrology is bullshit. Astrology is bullshit, yes. Okay, okay, <laughs> just wanted to clarify that, because I was going right. to be like, man, fuck astronomy, and then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's, that's the actual mapping of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's actually a science, I was thinking of astrology. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're different. <laughs> um... My best example of like parallel thought is like in music when somebody writes a song and then 20 years later somebody writes a song with the same chord structure well there's only so many chords and the way keys work there's rules to music right so things are going to repeat at exactly. some point Exactly mm-hmm. so I think that possibly creativity is kind of the same because So we're all, as different as we are, we're all very similar. So we all have very similar experiences. Mm -hmm. So when we do something creative, our experiences and our creativity goes into that. Um, It seems like that's almost like a limited pool in the sense that we have only experienced things that exist within our reality, and it's somewhat shared. So there's going to be times where my creative idea is going to line up with your creative idea because somewhere deep in the recesses of our subconscious, we've had a similar experience and we're just interpreting it in a similar way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good yeah way to put it. Yeah, it's very similar to you know songwriting in that there right. you know there's there's rules and structure and two people that are you know could not be more alike will come to the same conclusion because. Because there's, you know, there's there's a map involved. Like, okay, well, this is true, and then this is true, and so it's only logical to think that the Big Bang Theory happened, so. Yeah, like, I, I mean, what is crazy is that, well, what was the time gap between him writing that poem before he died and then when they actually, like, discussed, <laughs> well, when they found proof was in the 19th, in the 60s. Yeah, right. So he wrote that story in 1848, um, and then really in 1929 was when they really started to think like, oh, this could be true. And then 60s, they were like, this is definitely true. So 116 years total, but basically like, you know, 80 years before they found evidence. 
Hmm. I mean that. I mean that is impressive because to me that would be a creative idea that somehow actually turned out to be true. Yeah. Right. Um. That I. But I don't have a lot of holes to shoot in that because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, besides, I think I think Edgar Allan Poe was kind of like the <laughs> the weird edge lord before they existed, where he was just very <laughs> very emo and very like yeah, countercultural yeah, yeah. with all these like very dark and you know he basically invented like horror yeah right kind of like well, he, well, he invented I, any yeah. modern horror yeah. Hor- horror the horror <laughs> that's <laughs> the horus yeah that's uh, uh yeah that's jewish that's i'm thinking <laughs> of the menorah <laughs> have a um yeah if you <laughs> so, read the poe <laughs> So I was also going to say another point to you is, so these are three things that, you know, he basically um, predicted. And how many stories did he write? Hundreds. Like, like he he put out, (laughs) he put out so much content that it's only a matter of time before you write something down that actually is going to happen. Like if we make a list of 50 things that, that, of like the things that we think are going to happen to us in 2020, I guarantee at least three will probably come true. Right. Mathematically, we're going to get something. (laughs) Mathematically, we're going to get one thing right. Exactly. Um, Throw enough shit at the wall, eventually it's going to stick. Yep. You you put enough monkeys in a room on typewriters, they're going to type Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, No, well, like, so you know Penn and Teller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget which one. Where are you going? <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> I do, but I'm not, All I'm right, not I'll sure follow that. you. I forget which one. One is a very devout atheist. Uh, Pin, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I got really into Nostradamus at one point in my life. <laughs> okay. You'll have to educate me because I have no idea who Nostradamus is. No, no, Sardamus was this like old, basically fortune teller motherfucker. Like he was like a philosopher, and then he started making all these predictions. Well, mm-hmm. if you go back and look at No Sardamus's writing, uh, he actually predicted nine eleven. So did Simpsons. What? No, okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Um, okay. All right, sorry, I don't want to go on too many tangents. Continue. But, yeah, literally this dude from, like, I don't even remember when, 17, 1600s, basically talked about two two tall, strong towers being brought down by some kind of aircraft. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, see, fucking Nostradamus. But, but Penn, being very, very skeptical of anything like that, just yeah. basically said... You know, after something happens, and then you could go back and look at something and say you predicted it, doesn't do us any fucking good. That's not predicting it. If you can tell me something is going to happen and tell me when it's going to happen, and then we're able to actually change that outcome, that would be prediction. Yeah, exactly. It's confirmation biased, if you will. Yes. And it was at the very end of this, like, 
five-part Nostradamus series, and I was like, why the fuck did we say this in the beginning? I had to sit here and listen to this guy, and I all of a sudden thought Nostradamus predicted everything that ever happened. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't predict shit. We're just interpreting his writing because now something happened that we Because we have the context late. of that. Right. Yeah, right. this dude was probably fucking doing opiates and fucking <laughs> prostitutes, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, towers, uh, things that happened in the air, birds made by man. And then we're yeah, like, right. oh, shit, bro, that's not 11. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's stupid. That's bullshit. It doesn't work right, that way. Right. So yeah, that's exactly. where I would say the whole Edgar Allan Poe thing. While interesting, I think we're talking about one of the most creative authors that have ever lived in the history of the world. Yeah, being right. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> um, I think that it doesn't do anything because it doesn't actually. He he didn't actually predict anything. He just wrote fictional things, and then things happened that were close enough to him that were like, holy shit, bro. And like, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's kind of where I'm ones. at with the two. Um, I think we're on the same page there. Um, I did want to bring up my last point. It's not necessarily an argument, but I just think it's fun to bring up. When you're talking about Edgar Allan Poe, you have to talk about his death because the story of his death is so insane that. It's, it's honestly probably one of the reasons that people, you know, think that there's conspiracy theories surrounding him because it's so strange. Um, yeah, I don't so know basically, if I know this. So basically, the story of his death is uh, on September 27th, 1849, Edgar Allan Poe set out from Richmond, Virginia to Philadelphia to edit a collection of poems for a writer that was living there, one of his buddies. Um, so Edgar Allan Poe never made it to Philadelphia and he disappeared for like a week. Um and then on October 3rd, 1849, a writer for the Baltimore Sun walked into a tavern in Baltimore and found Edgar Allan Poe, who had at this point been missing for a week. Um, and Poe was barely conscious. He couldn't speak. Um, he like was just like mumbling something about a guy. He kept saying a guy's name. That was like, who the fuck is that? You're, you're insane. Um, and then the crazy part is he was wearing someone else's clothes um so then at that point they like took him to a hospital um for basically for the next four days he was in and out of hallucinations and fighting off like delirium um and then he never came out of that and then died on october 7th so basically he disappears for a week shows back up wearing someone else's clothes completely like drugged out of his mind it's probably drugs i'm just saying um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, this is so the official reason for his death on his death certificate was swelling of the brain. And they thought that like somebody had beat the shit out of him. Um, but they don't know like who or why or why he disappeared in Baltimore, which is very far from Philadelphia and Virginia. Um, and so, yeah, nobody's still 100 percent sure how he died. And his whole death is has a lot of questions. So, hmm. Yeah, I didn't know all that. That is yeah. interesting. That is, <laughs> that sounds like to me, <laughs> I feel like Edgar Allan Poe was just like, oh, I gotta go edit fucking poems for this hack piece of shit. I'm gonna fucking party, dude. Get me <laughs> Let's go some... to Baltimore and get trashed, man. <laughs> That's fuck shit up, dude. Right. And it, and it was basically. Oh my God! He is a time traveler. He did the Hangover before. <laughs> <laughs> he just lived it out, and then that's the inspiration for the Hangover. Is Edgar pretty Alba. much? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no. To that, I say like I don't think his death is quite as crazy as people say because like it's very well known that he was a drug addict. They found him in a tavern, which is damning evidence. Like, oh, I don't, <laughs> yeah, know, why, I don't know why he was acting so crazy. Yeah. Uh, he was at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I, I I think you're right. I think that if you repeatedly. Even 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 drinking, just being an alcoholic, it definitely uh, does not make you any smarter. You yeah, only have right. so many brain cells; they do not yeah. regenerate. You can and kill then, them all off. <laughs> exactly. And the, the the funny part is like people are like uh, online being like, "Oh, no one actually knows the reason of his death. They did an autopsy and they didn't find anything out of the normal." Well, I was like, "Okay, but that autopsy was 1929. So no, it was 1849. Yeah, that was 1849. Like, of course they're not going to find much. Yeah, like, what, how much yeah. <laughs> medical technology do you have? <laughs> like, like what is an autopsy back then? They're like, yeah, he's dead." Uh, is he any yeah. bullet wounds? No. All right. Well, he wasn't murdered, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There. I mean, they probably didn't even know what the fucking like pancreas was. Like, <laughs> I mean, that seems extreme. But you know, like, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I just like, <laughs> I wouldn't trust that. And just because of that, because medical science, I think, is one of the things that like almost, if you take medical science and then go 50 years into the future it like almost triples yeah how much right. it advances it's not like it's like oh now we clean shit like no right. it's completely different than it was 50 years ago like so let's so let's i was gonna say let's say it's 2020 to do math but it's actually 2020 <laughs> let's assume for one second it's 2020 <laughs> it's 2020 um so 50 years ago would have been the 70s yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> pretty sure that I'm pretty sure you could smoke in hospitals in the 70s. All <laughs> exactly. right. Like yeah, totally yeah. fucking different understanding of medicine. I mean, it, right. it triples yeah. by what we can and, do. And, yeah, not just medicine. Uh, I'm I'm kind of reminded of a, John Mulaney has a joke about like, man, how easy would it have been to like live in like the 20s and like 1920s and 30s like you could get away with murder by just like murdering a guy and then not being there when the cops show up. <laughs> like, there's no cameras <laughs> you could just like murder a guy and then walk off and they're like okay well they don't have fingerprinting they don't have cameras like you're right. free man <laughs> uh jack the ripper that's yeah why they go. never figured out who jack the ripper was that's exactly why yeah um all right. Well, this actually was very interesting. I am impressed by how interesting this was. I thought this was going to kind of be a, a throwaway, but uh, we <laughs> talked about some pretty interesting things, so I'm very impressed by this topic. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, so, too. Yeah, it was a fun one, for I, sure. I think that, uh, logically, I don't think Edgar Allan Poe was a time traveler. However, I do think that he was such a creative person who also abused substances, uh, made him able to express things creatively in a way that i don't i think has rarely ever been replicated mm -hmm. um and Edgar Allan poe coincidentally is one of my favorite authors the only reason that i got interested in books in english and things like that was because of the telltale heart mm -hmm. um, yeah. so i very much love Edgar Allan poe um he's why I, I have loved writing and poetry and things like that um, but I, I'm pretty sure this dude was just one, probably a little bit crazy. Um, cause we also, like, he yeah. also had that obsession with that girl. Like we never talked about that. Oh, I don't know if I know about that. It, dude, he's, he's a pretty weird fella. Let's, let's yeah, just put for it sure. that way. He's a weird guy, but a very, very creative person. 
uh, very, very creative things. So I think that, um, yeah, well, he and may also not, have been not just, it. yeah, not just creative, but also like wildly intelligent, um, to the point of right. like, he, yeah, like, like I said, he read a lot of books and kind of came to some, some conclusions that turned out to be true because he was right about some things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, well, I think when you're talking about fiction, right is a weird way to put it, but being yeah. creative enough to think of something that eventually became true. Like, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So very interesting. All right. Anyways, let's round this bitch out. Mitch, lately, when it comes to your ear pussy, <laughs> what has been all up in that? What you cry? I I have been letting Nate Russ just violate my ear pussy. Um, so Nate Russ of Fun and formerly the Format. Um, oh yeah. Uh, primarily, I've been listening to a lot of the Format lately. Um, yeah. Mostly just because they actually put out a live album uh, last mm. week, and it's really good. Um, it's, wow. Uh, yeah. So it's actually super cool. They um, well, it's actually that they have the video footage on Am- on Amazon Prime. Uh, oh. So if you're bored and want to watch that, it's pretty fun. Um, and so they put out an album like along with that that has the live versions of their all their songs. Now they're not like putting out any anything new or anything like that, but they are right. just kind of making it. They they are gonna doing they're they're gonna do a little bit of touring. They're only playing in like three or four cities. Um, so they're they're doing a little bit of a reunion thing. Um, and I I, I really like the format. Uh, I think they're the better version of Fun um, that has Nate Russ's voice, who is just phenomenal. I think he's one of the best singers out there. He's one of the best songwriters. Um, the thing I really like about them High is praise. like, yeah, um, I really like, it's almost kind of like, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, pretty... Uh, um, it's going to be risque to say coming from me, but I think the way he writes is similar to like Beatles esque where like they'll do some weird stuff every once in a while. They'll bring in like, um, like a marching band and have like an orchestration and he's got, uh, it's almost kind of like, um, (laughs) the, the, the genre is very weird. It's almost like you're going to see a musical. Like if you can imagine the type of music that's in a musical, yeah, you you put you put you sum that up very well. Yeah. You sum that up very well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Because like, if you can imagine, like, it's not these. Well, for the most part, they're not like bangers of a song. You're going to be like, you know, singing. But like, the orchestration is phenomenal. Um, yeah. It's 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 really weird and kind of out there stuff. But I I really like it. I I think the format are people who are fans of music. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the best way I could put it. It's people who love music and and love being very di- who 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 love being different and and not necessarily innovative but creative. So I mm-hmm. think you're I think you're exact I think you put it really well. <laughs> I always kind of vision the format <laughs> as being a band who like wanted to be a band but then also were like yeah like we like musicals and we like we like sergeant peppers so let's do some of that shit yeah 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 i I think that's really interesting and and the format and and it leads to a very creative form of songwriting Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um and i think that's one thing i always liked about them the reason i liked them is that they were like this weird folk indie band but then there would be moments where there would be like an orchestra or it'd be very jazz influence, like yeah. big band almost. 
Um, so yeah, no, I, I think you summed it up pretty well. They are very interesting. I, I, because I have Amazon Prime, would really like to check out that live video because yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I think I really like Nate Russ. I don't, I think I liked fun for like half a year and then I was like, I'm fucking over this. I at right. one point said they were the queen of our generation and ah, I yeah, hard yeah. take that back. <laughs> take that I think back. I'm on the podcast saying that and I oh, will boy. very very hard to take that back because unfortunately they, their music just didn't hold up as well yeah well i can see the parallels mostly just because the thing about queen is like they're very very um like out there like i i consider the queen well like they're big into like the musical aspect of things like they have yeah, an, a, an album big. called a night at the opera like it's right. very you know yeah it's not it's not pop so much as like let's see what we can do with this music yeah musicality wise um and i can see where you're where you're coming from there i disagree with you as do you but (laughs) Um, i i think i was just wrong i think i was hyped (laughs) well i mean there's a reason that song was so big for such a long time like just the melody of like whatever that song they like some nights or something like yeah that is a fucking earworm of a melody like yeah and it's great (laughs) and it is a good song but once you hear it to me, the test of good, true music and actually actually important music is that you can listen to it over and over again and you you hear the subtleties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you listen to a song like Some Nights a billion times, you get fucking tired of it. And that's right. the difference because there isn't depth to it. Right, and I, right. And I, I think that's where music is is less objective and less subjective because that that to me that's to me that's why the beatles are the beatles so when i know we've argued about the beatles a lot but that's why people still give a shit about the beatles is because you could listen to the white album like a hundred times and you're going to hear something new every time yeah right right whereas if i listen to a weezer album I'm gonna get it probably on the first pass. Well, that's that's rude, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm taking a shot across the bow there a little bit, a little but, bit, a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, I guess the same could be same about the foo. I mean, maybe yeah. if you listen to like you know all my life twenty times, you kind of get it. You know, there's right. not gonna be anything new. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Have you so. um, listened to? All right, so I challenge you to do this. Um, listen to some nights by Fun, and okay. then listen. To Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel. Oh yeah, same yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. song. <laughs> there was a website I got into at one point that actually you could pick any song. I've I've been to this it, website. Yeah. yeah, and it would and it would show you the song it sounded like. Yeah, I think it's called like soundsjustlike.com or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's something like that, and I got really into that. And yeah, yeah. Cecilia um, is yep. So it, it's the same. It's the same rhythm and close to chord progression. And yeah, the, the, the chorus is very, very similar, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, but Cecilia is an also a lot like the, the Beatles song, like, Ooh, blah, dee, da, or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's like this weird, like you can even connect it to like other songs that are mm-hmm. a lot like it. Like, like there's that offspring song. That's literally, see, sometimes it's very blatant. Other times it's not yeah. like, yeah anyways yeah uh mitch asked me what i've been cranking what have you been cranking lately lately i went back i don't think we've talked about them on the podcast actually i have been cranking tiny meat gang 
What, what the fuck Tiny are Meat you Gang? Doing? Hashtag Tiny Meat Gang. <laughs> so Tiny Meat Gang is the comedy hip hop duo that is Cody Ko and Noel Miller. So these were guys that were on Vine. Okay. Um, Noel Miller's most popular Vine was like, uh, his was like, "What's up? It's your boy Tiny Penis." <laughs> <laughs> Not familiar. So, <laughs> Right. I, I fucking love Vine. I was very, very involved in Vine. Mm-hmm. I did a few of my own Vines. Yeah, I had a few, yeah. That got zero traction. <laughs> Me too. Um, Me too. <laughs> but uh, I got... Uh, I was very into Vine. I loved Vine. Yeah. I fucking wish it never ended. Yeah. Um, but Noel Miller, Cody Ko, both very pretty popular Viners, uh, went out and just started doing YouTube, and eventually they broke. Um you can look them both up on YouTube. They're both great. Well, at some point, they decided to start a hip-hop comedy duo called Tiny Meat Gang. Okay. And uh, started making songs. Their first big song was Keep Your Dick Fat. Okay. Um, like, like, that's the kind of shit they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then they did a song called uh, Lil Xan. Or no, it was called... Wait, that's an actual rapper. That's a, that's a rapper, yeah. Oh, it was called Super Xan. So they just made a song about like literally like all they talk about are Zans and like like it, it, it's just parody hip hop is okay, what it is. Yeah. Well, lately they came out with a song called Broke Bitch. And dude, this song fucking bangs. <laughs> dude, it fucking it, it's basically like so I would describe it as like if Tenacious D made a song where it was still kind of funny, but also just good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like they didn't they didn't play up the comedy, but they really focused on the song, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was like yeah. a little bit of comedy in there, but it was very, 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 very subtle. And 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 it, that's how I would describe it. So that would be broke, bitch. And the music video, fucking incredible. Hmm. It's, okay. Here, Check it out. <laughs> the music. the The reason the music video is great is that they do this song. They do the music video, and then it's a five minute video total. Two and a half minutes is the actual song. The other two and a half minutes is a Seat Geek ad. <laughs> because Seat Geek paid for the video. So that basically, is insane. These guys made a song called "Broke Bitch." Okay. It's two and a half minutes, and they talk about like you know, you know, I'm tell that broke bitch, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. and it's very you know whatever. And then the other half of the music video is fucking an ad for SeatGeek <laughs> because SeatGeek <laughs> so funny is the only way they paid for that music video. Oh yeah, right. They just devoted half of their music video. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. that's kind of how like Tiny Meat Gang is. Yeah. Um. Uh. So big inspiration. Um. But yeah, definitely go check out. If you don't like any other song by Tiny Meat Gang, "Broke Bitch" is fire. Okay, um, well, <laughs> so that that's what I've been cranking. Okay, interesting, interesting day <laughs> in terms of well, everything. What yeah. you cranking? <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is one of the few times I brought up somebody that you really didn't know. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Never heard of them in my life, but I'll I'll do it now. <laughs> yeah, I think we should do it. That would be fun. That would be that would be our way to top it off. But all right, guys. So thank you for listening. Uh Edgar Allan Poe is a time traveler and you heard uh, it here first. Invented science, the Big Bang Theory, and Reggae, I believe, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, it was the Reggae, yeah. Yeah, he hung out yeah, with Bob he, Marley, like that's the whole reason. Yeah, it's actually Bob Marley's uh a godfather is uh was Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Poe. So. Yeah. He yeah, was like, Yeah, you gotta you gotta play on the you gotta play on the uh the upbeat and <laughs> yes, then exactly. you'll be good. And they're mm-hmm. like, Holy shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, before that, yeah, he actually introduced uh, Bob Marley to marijuana. So, (laughs) (laughs) got the opioids. (laughs) Before that, uh, Bob Marley was doing uh, adult contemporary. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh god, that Uh, he was in a band with Michael McDonald. If you can believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, that is really funny. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Check out the uh the Facebook, the Instagram, Knuckleball Studios. You know how we do. Yeah, for sure. Is what it is. Exactly, precisely. Bird in the bush is worth one in the barrel. 